Welcome, everyone, to the Crooked Grade Podcast, episode 45 for Wednesday, May 24th. I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and today I'm joined by Liz Caetano. What's up? I'm also joined by Justin Chow. Wait, how's it going? And Alex Chow. This month is going way too fast. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. The entire year is going really fast, man. It's already yeah. the end of May. Ugh. <laughs> Almost halfway through. Yeah. But we saw something fantastic. We did. It was, uh, who knew E3 already started, guys? Yeah, right. <laughs> mm. A week in advance, but no, two weeks. Yeah, early yeah. summer games fest yeah, stuff. Right, yeah. sort of. Often we mistime our podcasts by like a day because something usually happens right afterwards. But this time something happened right before. Yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> so I got to post this right away. Um, but today was the day of the PlayStation showcase. It's pretty much the only thing worth talking about right now, and yeah. there's quite a lot to talk about. Yeah, I feel like we just exited a feature film. Yeah, <laughs> I'll bring up the list while you guys talk. Yes, but this is exciting. I mean this this is kind of like the head to head. Between PlayStation and Xbox, Xbox's conference isn't until June 11th. This one was today. Uh, but big expectations on this. PlayStation blog made an announcement earlier that was like, hey, there's going to be a lot of first-party stuff, a lot of indie stuff, uh, new PSVR 2 stuff. And they definitely delivered on all of those things. Yeah. And I think the first thing... I mean, do... I don't think. How it's, do we want to go buy it? Now we don't have to get hit every single thing. We could just talk about maybe stand up. Let's highlights. talk about the things that activated us. You know, I'll start with the one that was mediocre, and we'll go from there. Right? Sure. Is that okay? Go ahead, kick it off. Exactly. Uh, one thing that I saw, which was really fascinating to me, was uh, what was it called Foam Party? Just joking. I think it was called like uh, Foam uh, Stars. Foam Stars. Foam, foam stars. stars. Yes. And I get it's a, it's fascinating to me because like it. It does also, it feels like, and as far as the vibes, like if anybody watched the showcase, it's basically, it looks like a very like stylized character driven kind of, uh, unless they're like custom characters, but I don't think they are, uh, Splatoon almost clone. Right? Yeah, definitely. It feels like that. It's shooting foam instead of slime or yeah. ink It's in like that a case. foam party. Yeah. You're not moving like uh, inklings in that case, but it does seem like there are some like. Yeah, you're like surfing on top of the foam. So this or, was 100% like, we need to make something like Splatoon. How can we kind of change it up? And they were like, how about if we do foam, then you can like walk on top of the foam. That's a yeah. dimension. And, it, and, it's, <laughs> and it's got this like interesting like nighttime city vibe with the lights, very neon, very bright. This is by Square too, right? Square, Square Enix. Enix too, yeah. which is fascinating. It's interesting. Was it a commission thing or was it like Square Enix was just like, yeah, we could do this Probably, for you. Uh, well, clearly, money grab. Yeah, I think it's clear that Square and sony are in bed right yeah, now collaborating about so they're this. definitely doing a lot of stuff together and i know that one of sony's major initiatives was to like launch a lot of live service games because yeah. they're just like not in that space right now and we definitely saw a lot of that a here. lot of live service yeah that's true yeah but, like Fo- alex alex mentioned something really interesting about this which was like it had a very similar like appeal to like playstation all-stars versus smash in this case it's like Foam stars versus I know, even named even named similarly. Yeah, it just feels very. I mean, this is gonna sound harsh. Derivative, derivative, and kind of soulless. Like it's yeah. just it yeah. looks like a live service game. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling it it'll probably find its audience, but like I don't know. I remember you, Alex. You said this in in uh, during the show, but you were like, out of everything I've seen, this is the one that I know is a is a no go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It um, just didn't. It's like Destruction All Stars. It's like okay, yeah. there it is. Like everyone's like over the top and weird, and there's personality happening here. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, 
in the same uh, in the same breath of live servicey stuff, the first game that it opened with was that game Fair Games, mm-hmm. uh, which definitely yeah. looked a lot like a payday yeah. style uh, heist game. Competitive heist game for PlayStation Five. Yeah, um, I guess interesting. I don't know. It's made by Haven, right? If if it is a three v three competitive heist, it feels like a weird like capture the flag, king of the hill kind yeah. of situation, which are like okay, but like I don't know. Hyper stylized, very like uh, I don't know what the word is like. Remind us of Watch Dogs. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely the like feeling or like the setting of but it. Do you notice Take that? On the man. Yeah. Does yeah. It, and maybe this is like a weird style choice after like what Fortnite has brought on. Maybe I don't know if it's like the Gen Z millennial like mix. Maybe even past that, but it's like everything seems more goofy nowadays, right? It looks the. The art style really reminded me of ARMS, like sort of the way yeah. that the, the, the characters looked and the way that they were moving around. Mm-hmm. I think no. so. No the, no, no, the other one, right? For, uh, or am I mixing them up? Fair Game. For fair Game, fair was, game is, was the very Watch Dogs-y looking one. Yeah, yeah, it was the one where it started with like, and it ended with like, uh, take all, oh, what is it? Uh, take it till you make it or something like that. I guess I'm mixed, even now I'm mixed, they're blending together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But I mean, the stylization, yeah. I think to your point, the... <laughs> And this is hand in hand with the live service stuff. I think you can't really push yourself too far into one direction when it comes to aesthetics for these types of games because they thrive off of cosmetics. Yeah. And like in order for an endless array of cosmetics, it has to exist in this sort of like goofy, like exaggerated sort of field. The blanket of everything. Yeah, because you you need that character to be next to a character that has like a penguin hat or whatever. You know what I mean? It feels very like Inspired. Yeah, it's it's becoming yeah. very generic. Yeah. But I mean, like if they, they established it and it's like, okay, that was unique at the time, but then it's, I don't know, I guess happens with all sort of media. So yeah. Everything sort of becomes streamlined towards what's popular and making a lot of Right. I feel like yeah. similar, I mean, uh, to a lesser extent, but whatchamacallit, uh, Knockout City kind of had the same kind of like goofy vibe. Thing, yeah. yeah. It definitely did. Um, it definitely did. It yeah. reminded me a lot of that. Yeah. I, Apex, even though it has like kind of a grittier nature to it, has skins that are just goofy. You know? Yeah. And some of the characters lean fun. into yeah. that right. more exaggerated kind of yeah. it's uh, what territory. That age group, I guess, or generation yeah. wants. Well, the next game that uh, they showed was definitely, I don't know. I was like very excited about this. Helldivers 2. Yeah. So teased. Tra- there was a Taylor. Uh, there was a trailer that was leaked a way long time ago for this game, like two years ago or something like that. Wow. So it's, it's kind of been like a known entity for a while, but we didn't really like know what the whole thing was. Um, but man, I was like geeked and about it. It looked so cool. I played through the first one with a friend and it, at the time, I think the first one was like, what did the first one launch on? PS3. Yeah. I put it on steam. You can get it there. It's real cheap now, but it was like top down, like isometric, and it's it's four people sort of running around. You're Marines, sort of on a uh, in an area, and you're accomplishing objectives using different weapons, upgrading. To my knowledge, it's been years now. But uh, I want I'm trying to I want to see what Helldivers One looks like because if it's top down, this is way different than what yeah, they showed so, us today. So they yeah. did. Now they the second Helldivers is third person. Everyone has capes. Looks awesome. Yeah, I, it really. It's that got, is also weird though because you're in. Flex. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's such like a hardened look too. I really do like it a lot because it, it is goofy. Like there's this weird like uh, humor to it. Yeah, like the weird trailer beforehand. Light, but uh, the actual game it it reminds me of like a almost perfect cross section of Earth Defense Force. If you ever played those games, it's kind of like a weird niche Japanese like you're a soldier shooting ants game. 
uh, mixed with like Starship Troopers, which is what the first game was. But you, I don't know if you really felt that scale in the isometric yeah. one. I played the first one briefly, um, actually with Callum, old uh, TZR personality. Um, we played for a while, and that game was hard. It was is it hard as nails. Very difficult really game. Tough. I remember being a pretty serious game. Yeah, like it didn't have the. This trailer was definitely goofy, and in, in the same vein as Starship Troopers, like yeah. you yeah. know, with the fake sort of telecast, yeah. and like, do you want to know more? Yeah, that would kind you of like thing. To know more. Yeah, what, the, at least the first one was very mission based. It's like you're in a ship and you kind of like prep all your stuff and then you shoot down for a mission and the, then you do it. You know. The scale, okay. So just looking at the screenshots of Hell Diver One, of which I have never played, but looking at two and then comparing it to the two, and then seeing the challenges that they've put in front of you, the scale of the monsters, the level and quantity of the monsters, like the tag team, like four player cooperative, but you're also like somebody's on like a light machine gun and the other person is like fixing them while they're shooting. Like very cool cooperative supporting elements to everything that makes it feel like a team oriented thing. I'm not sure if they had that in Helldiver one, but there were, yeah, they had similar mechanics where you're sort of interacting with each other, yeah, like helping cool. each other and That's healing each cool. other. And all this. Do you think that the humor that they're injecting into it makes the game more like characterful? Like, is it more interesting now? Well, it looked like in the trailer, there was a, uh, like the characters were like emoting or like interacting with one yeah, another like and stuff. each other and yeah, uh, like chest pump, which uh, I think is kind of cool. I mean, it, any sort of like levity like that can make a game more like, I don't know, enjoyable you don't want it to be like too he, rocks like hard you know i think that's you don't want it to go hard. too nuts like too out uh, fortnighty but like the first one was to my knowledge it's been years now but it was just like you know straight sci-fi kind of cold just like do your mission like yeah. here's your objectives get down there and do it kind of uh like yeah. military approach this, this actually feels like it has more of a soul i guess yeah so know? i'm i'm okay with them mixing it up i'm okay with them changing up to third person mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, give it a shot. Like, it, it, I think it looks good. It's interesting. Soul is a good word, I think, yeah. because it is, uh, I don't know. that It feels interesting to interact with that world, and I'm excited about it. That looks good. What was the next thing that uh, we were... Uh, next thing we're kind of excited about was Ghost Runner 2. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm actually so, shocked that that game got a position in this showcase, because, right. I mean, we knew that as just, like, this little indie game. It had a... Fa- well, it, not, it wasn't very... It wasn't little. I mean, their booth had packs in 2000 and what. 20 2020 this was like the last packs that we went to i think right well the last yeah. packs prior to covid right uh i remember that booth being like pretty upscale it was yeah. pretty cool it for wasn't sure. just a table and a tv screen you yeah, know it was a pretty large booth but it was also like it wasn't we never really heard of them before i heard of yeah, yeah they had stride behind like them a, yeah Kyle it was, was yes. it was stride and it was a car i don't know if there was that, that much like five games yeah, I don't know if there was like a crazy amount of like fanfare after well, the, the first crazy one came part, out. The crazy part is that everybody here in this room right now who've who's played it enjoyed it. Mirror's Edge plus like sword mechanics, kind of cool, weird, interesting, fast. Mirror's Edge and Katana Zero. Right, yeah. but then the moment that we left was the last time I have ever heard of that game again. I did, I did play it afterwards. Yeah, there was a there was a demo that came out on Steam that I did download and play. I think it, it, it was on. <clears throat> Uh, like Game Pass or something. It might have been a PlayStation Plus game for I a minute. I think I played yeah. some of it, yeah. It, but that's not a great sign that I don't remember. I mean, it's <laughs> it's not really... I really liked it when I played it. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's like killing people in the right order to kind of kill them all at the same time under yeah. a time yeah. constraint. That's not really my type of game in general, so... Even though I liked it there, that's not something I'm like really going to hunt out. Like a puzzle that you have to solve? I don't like being under a time limit, like... Or Super Meat Boy, or like those kind uh, of like... 
yeah stress to do something in a certain amount of time yeah that's not yeah. really where i thrive yeah. this looks pretty interesting though because it felt i mean you didn't see any ui but it felt like everything that you liked from the first game but now there's like way more i don't know if it's motorcycles <laughs> that was right i mean it just seems like there's more now and it seems way sure. more dynamic so i mean that game the first one was very dynamic as well um, i don't know what are yeah. the chances i mean playing it there was it was it's definitely good enough to get a sequel. Ghost Runner uh, is a PlayStation Plus game. It's like in my thing. Cool. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That, there. That's how I played it. Yeah. Oh. I definitely. Then I probably have it. Some. It's probably buried somewhere. Yeah. In my <laughs> I scrolled through that. And I was like, I have this game. Yeah. Bio Mutant. Okay. Yeah. Bio Mutant. Oh yeah. Uh, I bi- that was like last month. Right? No, definitely not. Bio Mutant. It was like two months ago. Months and months and months. Really? And months ago. Yeah. Time's going way too fast, guys. Um, so, uh, by the way, that game, hum- crazy side tangent, but that game, Humanity, that's on, it's not the base. I'm actually really stoked that's to That's supposed that game. to be really good. Yeah, I'm really yeah. stoked to play that game. All right. That's the new uh, one from Tetris Effect Studio. Mm. All the people, like, running puzzle things. Anyway, that's not part <laughs> oh, of the show. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Like, the Lemmings Shiba, game? Shiba, yeah. New Lemmings yeah. style yeah. game? Yeah. 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 Next one was the one I was probably the most excited for, which was Phantom Blade Zero. Yes. You that was have 66 days to live. Big, uh, big the, skeptical the glasses on that one. Oh, yeah. the trailer, I mean... It, trailer for trailer's sake it looked awesome yes. like it really looked good but i i don't know i don't know the studio there there was a couple of parts it in looked, there that i was like is yeah. there yeah it looked kind of like a sekiro sort of neo like a bit neo yeah but like then, a little bit faster and less you know the the interesting probably thing probably the, the gameplay did not look like it was going to play like those games but it had that similar sort of aesthetic to it aesthetic for sure one thing that i keep thinking about is especially games that require like instant like when the 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 gameplay shows like really quick motions my thought is you're holding a button it's not actually being like this and like you want to do a specific thing like run backwards and hide behind a pillar you're literally just running and then you hit this one button you clip to the pillar you know like it but then at the same time i'm starting to realize that i'm not necessarily not mad no i'm not necessarily mad at games that make everything on the screen look and feel like you're doing something really cool I was happy to watch that trailer, but I'm also very, like, skeptical. Like, who is this company? Right. I I think it's going to, like, it didn't show enough to me that it's going to, like, it's going to live and die, at least from this first thing, on how it feels when you play. Like, the mechanics are really where that game's at. It looked kind of cool, but it also looked just complicated enough that it kind of needs to be a button press or, like, some really... It's just got to feel good. Like, Batman-style, like, reaction kind of stuff. It really felt like Woe Long to me. A little smoother than that, and Wilmot did not have that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But pretty cool. I mean, it must be... I mean, somebody at PlayStation played that game or saw that game and was like, yes, we want that in our showcase. Yeah, Yeah. right. It is for PlayStation 5 exclusively. There you go. Okay. What about... uh, It's interesting, because I had not known about this until it was brought up, but Bungie's first reveal... Uh, which was you guys? You guys were mentioning it was their first ever game that they're bringing to PlayStation Five. Yeah. Yes. So Marathon. It was cool to see Bungie here at all. Mm-hmm. Like, there. I feel like I had a, like a suspicion that Bungie might show something because that's like you know, it's kind of like a big flex for PlayStation right now. Like right. what? Well, what is I mean, this? you're like Xbox who buys up all these studios and then Redfall comes out and like you've not heard from any yeah, of the other studios anything, yeah. that they've launched uh, like literally nothing and then you have PlayStation where they buy Bungie and like six months later or whatever they're like, oh check it out. <laughs> yeah. And that was probably if they were already working on together. Like it wasn't like they went out and sought a developer that they don't have any real connection with, or you know, and they were like, "Oh, what do you? Yeah, sure, we'll buy you and we'll figure." Like, well, we don't know how far along it is either, so it's not. I don't know if it's like instantly gonna come out, but I don't like, 
What the it called again? Marathon, marathon, which is based off of Bungie's first game. Wasn't it also called Marathon? Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it a third-person shooter? Like marathon? You, yeah, it wasn't. No, it was a first-person shooter. It was okay. Yeah, it was a first-person shooter. I think it was on the Apple II. Um, yeah, no release date. Yeah, but I oh, mean, yeah. just we we said this during the the trailer where it's like it almost doesn't matter what the game is because the the kinship with Bungie or like knowing that it's a Bungie game tells me all I need to know about that, which yeah. is that it's going to play amazing and it's going to feel amazing to play. And it's like, that's what I want to be about. What Marathon you... looks kind of like doom. Doom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, old game. Um, I mean, Bungie just brings something special. It's like after all those years of halo and then destiny comes out, yeah. you're like, Oh, that's yeah. why. I mean, now I, you feel, you feel what they bring to the table. A level yeah. of trust with that developer. Yeah. And the, mo- the, the most interesting part for me is that this is the first time, like, you're seeing, well, for me at least, first time experiencing, like, a, a company bung- or a studio Bungie creating an amazing, like, franchise, Halo, then passing it off to another studio and then seeing how the other studio handles that IP, then playing Destiny and then seeing the differences between how the two games handle, even though Bungie was like, these are the keys to the, to the car, it still felt way different than Destiny. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yes. Halo to feel. Yes. Yeah. So, it's going to be cool that they're going to get kind of their own franchise back. Like, yeah. 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 And the thing is, is like the one, like if you look at Sony's like catalog of games, it's like what's the one genre they're lacking the most? And it's a first person shooter. Like they right. don't have a good first person shooter. So, to have persons. Bungie spearhead their primary first person shooter is kind of I, awesome. I thought Marathon was sort of part of the Halo like deal lore. No, like oh, no. Destiny's part of the Halo lore. What? Yeah, they're attached. In Halo ODST, there's a there's a poster that shows the Destiny logo in it. Yeah, that's the only like connection. I, connection yeah. is the poster. Yeah, I thought there were sort of like info things in Halo that mention Marathon. Could be. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I never played Marathon, and I'm not the most. I guess I'm just. Cu- I'm uh, curious how that would even work, since it's like Halo yeah. IP. You know, how far does that extend? Yeah, I don't I'm, know. I'm certain about the ODST poster with Destiny yeah. on it. I know that that's the thing. Ooh, I so, did not realize this: that Marathon is launching for PS5, Xbox, and PC. Wow, oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's the replacement to Destiny. Yeah. Hmm. Which is also funny because then. De- and if I can move on to the next one, like Destiny came up and they're talking about the next. Then I it had the word final. In I know, it, which, which, which makes the final shape. Yeah, which it makes me feel like yeah, it's probably the end of Destiny. And maybe it's too. time to wrap up the Destiny thing, but it's funny yeah. too because like we talked to somebody from another media outlet called Boss Rush, who is heavily ingrained in the Destiny world. I I can't imagine that they're going to turn off those servers. They're probably just not going to... It'll be around for a while. It's still successful. I think it's going to be like the, you know, we're not developing new content for it or something. And if they transition over something new, it's like, cool. Or it could be something totally different where it's like, that's their open-ended adventure game and Marathon's like just their competitive shooter or something like that. I wonder how big Bungie is as far as a, um, a studio now. Can they handle like two big games simultaneously? Probably. I mean... I guess yeah, maybe they they've got Sony money now. now bring a new one on, probably, right. And eventually only then focus on one. So. Yeah. yeah. And creating content. Yeah. For a game is different than like making a whole other game too. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm not surprised that it's on all the other consoles yeah. though, because I feel like from Sony's perspective, they're like, if I put this on other consoles, it increases the player base and everyone that spends money on that, it goes to Sony. Oh, so. they, have, they have 900 employees. 
So they're yeah. big. That's a big company, yeah. yeah. Well, the nice thing about the showcase is that a lot of them, I noticed, were saying PlayStation 5, not PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Totally. Right. So a lot of totally. the games I'm really hoping are going to... I feel like, like Scribble, you talk about this all the time. Yeah. I really utilize the power of a PlayStation 5. This is the thing that burned me about you know, Ragnarok. Right. And it was like, I don't know. Like I know I was probably a little extra about it at the time, but it really did feel like an old game. Yeah. And there's you part of me that's like, I want, it, I want it to feel like a new game. I want it to feel like new. I want it to like use the hardware. Yes. We're, we've been in this hardware for five years, and yeah. I feel like the only really? games. No, no PlayStation Wait. Five came out twenty twenty. Three years. Three years. Yeah. That okay. Three years. Yeah, it came out during the pandemic. Five years is Switch. That's right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, technically that's six uh, six years now. Yeah. But we've had this console for years at this point, and frankly, like the only PlayStation titles that I there are like PlayStation Five exclusive titles that I feel like actually did anything are like. Demon Souls, Ratchet, and Returnal, yeah, and it's like, th- it's like, are you mm. kidding me? Like that's what those are our exclusive PS5 titles. I yeah. know you're not throwing f- fo- uh, what is it, Forspoken in there. Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that does not count. Obviously, I'm not trying to make excuses, right? But like, the truth of the matter is, at the time, cheap sh- uh, chip shortage, supply different difficulties. It's just like it would be stupid to put your game only on a console that only so many people have. So I feel like those decisions are made earlier, though, too. So I feel like they probably if they have to develop for it. Yeah, uh, yeah, five yeah. Years ago. So they're probably like, let's just I, we're coming out within the window of the console, and maybe okay, that gets delayed. Fair. Yeah. But then they were like, we're just going to yeah. be on both. Yeah, like, fair. whatever. That's so uh, it is good to see that a lot of yeah. this is like PS5 style stuff. Yeah. Later titles, the last one. We'll wait for the last one until the end. But like that one, I yes. think, was like, that like cannot happen unless it's on PS5. But there yeah, continue. There were a couple uh, indie games, too. There was the Sword of the Sea by mm. Giant Squid. Interesting. Yeah. I'm always like kind of like cool you know kind of, solid yeah. seven level of I excitement. played Abzu and I liked it yeah. I will never play it again but it, I was like this is cool I, I have Abzu I've yeah, never played great it. soundtrack Journey but I, I think played multiple times Pathless. but Journey is a different studio I, I mean yeah but but like yeah. I feel like sort of style, yeah. I feel like Giant Squid is getting better like Pathless I thought was better than Abzu definitely so I think this is going to be like an interesting yeah. like see where they go from here all Austin sort of to see where they go from here yeah yeah soundtracks like that all right sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean for what it is it looked really cool like surfing on the sand with the sword and stuff i was like this is visually very interesting and then another indie that came out also with a weird sword the people behind gris right what was that game uh neva or neva ne- never yeah that's a game that's like that's definitely trying to yeah it was from a spanish developer so i think it's Greek, so i'll assume that'd be neva yeah they're definitely trying to flex the art style on because we <laughs> didn't like too much. We didn't see the game at all, but like it, very it has a very aesthetic. similar aesthetic for yeah. sure. And I'm like 99 percent sure that that character, may, maybe not, probably I don't know. I what feel like saying? once you look at an art style, the art style is all just kind of you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this is all the same world, yeah, you know? Kind of. Uh, there was also the Plucky Squire we saw. Yeah, yeah. Still excited about that. Um, and then we got the big announcement from Konami. <laughs> yeah so wow yeah this was huge they did this was sort of a head fake because it was like what are we watching there's yeah, like yeah. a it was the bird uh, yeah onto the, yeah. oh it was a frog an ant frog i was convinced frog, it was tokyo jungle i was convinced yeah. it was tokyo jungle but that would have been a weird left turn yeah but man like, i don't even know i'm gonna look that up what the hell is tokyo jungle the ps3 to, uh, studio Japan game for the people listening. Why did you think it was Tokyo? Because Japan? it was it was it was creatures eating other creatures. So it was like that was kind of like the escalation mm. of stuff. Moving but yeah, yeah, it's like a moving up the food chain kind of thing. 
and oh, it's because they're working up to snake. Exactly, it got to I a snake, guess. and who eats the snake? snake? Eater. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Make- yeah, and what's the game called? But yeah, technically, yeah. the crocodile. I am not familiar with Metal Gear. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> Did it say Delta? Metal Gear Solid Delta. Solid Knew it. Either. Yeah. Um, but like the alligator okay, ate yeah, the snake. Can you also explain? Like I, yeah, I'm not familiar with the Metal Gear Solid. This is Metal Gear Solid series. Three. So, like, Came out on. You just played five, right? I so this only is only played five. So this is the third game. Like, yeah. Like, only playing five. I have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> so so Metal Gear Solid One, Solid Snake. Metal Gear Solid Two is like the next stage of that. Metal Gear Solid Three is technically the prequel. It's like the game that comes first, which is why they probably chose to remake that one. It's also in a lot of ways probably the most like revered of the old games. It's really. It's a really good. It's like they took place. Uh, well, I. I didn't play... No, I did play Metal Gear, uh, Gear Solid 2. But it was interesting because like 3 was... I felt like 1, but in a different scenario. Also, all the puzzles and everything felt like way more yeah, th- polished. Yeah, 3 was a lot more like open-worldly. It was like 1, it was like you're in Shadow Moses. You're inside a building. That's yeah, what you're doing. There's levels that you're clearing. In 2, it was like you're on Big Shell. So it's like it's a you're also inside a building. Like that's what you're doing. And then in 3, it's like, okay, you're out in the world. And now you're like hunting animals. And you have to worry about how much you're eating and how much you drink. And yeah. you have to like, instead of just like using a health item, you have to like use a knife to pry the bullets out of your skin and then you wrap your skin with bandages like they, they, what, what uh console this come out for playstation 2 okay um so a lot of people love that one the most i it also did a lot of interesting fourth wally kind of stuff which will be interesting to see how they replicate that now that's always um, been I, uh, a metal gear thing, thing. yeah the, the moving of the he, no so that's metal gear solid one metal gear solid three's big fourth wall break is with a boss fight called the end who's like this old man sniper and it's often considered to be one of the hardest boss fights in the game but the fourth wall break is like if you start the boss fight he's like a very old man so then if you go into your your system's internal clock and set the clock forward by 10 years you'll start the game back up you'll load the save and he'll just be dead because <laughs> he dies of old age <laughs> That's absolutely yeah. outstanding. I did not know that. Yeah, that's the thing. So this looks... I mean, you see Snake in the trailer. Snake's face looks he, ridiculous. He looks he, awesome. He, he looks awesome, but he, he doesn't... He looks different. He like, looks a little like, chunky to me. I was about to say, he's not as... Like, the gaunt cheeks yeah. always Snake. Yeah. He was it's, always I, sharp. I don't know the, why he's... The, he the just eyes. Looks so, well, I mean, he's like a younger man. <laughs> Look up like, what he looks like in the PS2 version. Yeah. He's got, looks like, similar he's like, looks like some baby fat or something. It's... Yeah, I don't know what Did that say PS5 exclusive on that? Because that would be huge if that was an exclusive. Yeah, okay. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, uh, PC. That's going to be a banger. <laughs> that's though, not it, for right? Real. No, that's not, <laughs> not it. That's um, a movie. Alex just showed us uh, a hilarious... the remastered collection of the first thing that was Like Rambo character. Yeah, I think those are cool to have on there. I think people are in for a rude awakening for how dated Metal Gear Solid 1 yeah, is. And you know what's funny? And I'll... I'll, I'll I don't think that's my jam. I'll put this out there. I listen to the yeah, Sacred Symbols podcast a lot, and the one of the hosts on, or one of the yeah, one of the hosts on there, his name is Dustin. He just played through all those games again, uh-huh. and was talking about it's not, not him, not that game. Get out of here. Um, he just played through those games again. And was talking about how dated Metal Gear Solid One is. If anyone's trying to go back and play these games, do not play this one that's coming out. I'm telling you, you're gonna have a bad time. That version of Metal Gear Solid One is not good. That's it. Yeah, yes. that's right. Got it. Um, yeah. That version of Metal Gear Solid 1 is bad. Maybe the GameCube version of Metal Gear Solid 1, it's called the Twin Snakes, yep. is a yeah. far more palatable experience because it uses the engine that Metal Gear Solid 2 is in Metal Gear Solid 1. And it's just a much, much more palatable experience. So I'd recommend you do that. Uh, 2 and 3 are going to play... Weird that they would put 3 
in that collection right. and a re-release. I'm sure the collection will come out. They're beforehand. also called Delta. So it's so like, wait, do you what think? Do you think? I don't know. So the that is interesting. Delta. Some sort of chain. Triangle. Delta triangle has three corners, Alpha, three beta, sides. Gamma, Delta. It just feels to me. It feels like a like Ninja Gaiden Sigma. It's like just a. Let's just put something on there so people know it's new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool Greek, uh, whatever. Um, I don't know. They're so fourth wally though. Maybe it does mean. I mean, Delta literally means cha- like. Diff- what if it's the game that takes place? Yeah. yeah, it means like the difference. Yeah. Or Maybe there's a gap of time between three and one, and that's what this is. But they just call it Snake Eater, so you know that it's this type of game, but it's actually not. You know. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. I the the biggest takeaway that I have from that is like, so that's Konami, right? I'm just glad to see Konami doing shit again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Pachinko like, Machines, I'm sure they're doing good for you, Konami, but can you I mean, please sure play with the fun. fucking IPs that you own? Please. I mean, they have, they literally own some of the most iconic gaming IPs of all time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you've got Metal Gear Solid, you've got Castlevania, it's like Contra, do something mm. with this. It's understandable, you know what though, I mean? if you're Konami who lost Kojima in some way, shape, you or really form. really want to touch Metal Gear. Like, it's yeah. going to be so highly scrutinized to the point where it might be a failing position, you know? And it's like making an old game. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's, now you that's got the move. You got the nostalgia money behind it already, and, and like you don't have to worry about you know losing the creative mind of Kojima. I just I, they've tried the whole. Right. Yeah. There is a, <laughs> that's there is a good point. The curmudgeon in me though is kind of a little miffed that they chose Metal Gear Solid Three to remake. One. one, yeah, because it's like one is the most like you could go back and play like the HD collection version of Metal Gear Solid Three, like the one that they're gonna release in this three pack, and it would still play fine. But Metal Gear Solid One, do you do you think that yeah. the Metal Gear Solid you know, One and this re release is not gonna be good? If it's just the PlayStation One version, like it's, you're not gonna have a good time. It's dated. I like. Well, I liked what what happened in the GameCube version that was better. Like they basically changed the entire control scheme, the whole uh, way the game works. They added first person mode. It's like oh, it is a, it's yeah, a completely different game, yeah. and it looks great. I'm sure that they if they own the they're gonna definitely take the best version, right? I, uh, I imagine they probably if they're going to continue to do this, they probably did this one first because like chronologically it's the first game. Yeah. So maybe it's like the new system that they implement in this. Then they'll but see that that's the weird thing. Like, and I'm just like an old man yelling at clouds right now, but it's like <laughs> in Metal Gear Solid 3, they added so many systems to the game that are not in the other games. Like it takes place in the jungle. Yeah. So there's, so there's this whole camouflage system where you have saying. to like change your armors and the, and the paint on your face. So you blend in with the environment more and this healing thing where you pry bullets out and like extract venom when like animals bite saying, you and all this kind of shit. What you're saying? But then in one, it has none of that. Yeah, what you don't you do. You no eat a ration. Yeah, exactly. No it's, a, it's a regression yeah. in mechanics, right? You went back and did the other one. If you did three and then went to one, right. you're talking about like, and you can't. Much of the game is going to be different. You, said, you know? Yeah. In in uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid, uh, Metal Metal Gear Solid One, like you couldn't add those mechanics there. It would be unfaithful. I mean, you kind of could, but it's not like really you're not hunting would, in Metal Gear. Well, they're not. Hunting. Well, they would probably add like their own version of it. You wouldn't I be mean, hunting. Yeah. Ramen noodles. I remember in uh, Snake uh, Snake Eater, and I love that. Honestly, part. my hope is my hope is that what the changes that they make to three it's like that camouflage system it's like it okay it makes sense right um the the healing system it's more so annoying than good so it's like we kind of need to like 
I feel like they should sunset some of that stuff and yeah. create like a better streamline it a little. System. Just do what they did in Metal Gear Solid Five. That was the best feeling game in that series by a long shot. So if you just copied that and put that in this game, banger, you're in. You know what I mean? And then that way you could transition to uh, Metal Gear Solid One and like have that experience be amazing as well. You know? But I don't know. I'm just yelling at the I'm what, stoked to see it, though. I'm very, very And it also depends it. what kind of remake we're getting. Like, is it just Are sort of a... Final Fantasy VII remake? Or, or like an, a, just an HD sort of like coat of paint? No, with that this, looked too RE good. Sort of this will also be the, the second, and like not, not dooming anything, but this will be the second Metal Gear Solid game without Kojima's involvement. And the last one they did was Metal Gear Survive, and that was an absolute train wreck. Yeah. So... Let's hope that they figured something out. Well, that's what I was saying before. It was the idea of, like, Pachinko Machine, sure, but then they tried their hand at making a Metal Gear Solid game, and it was garbage. And yeah. that's probably why we've heard nothing from Konami. Yeah. Because, like, again, if you play toward... If you if you try to remake Kojima's game, scrutiny is going to be so high. You know, it's you're absolutely right about that. And, you know, we've used this phrase three times tonight, not on the podcast yet, but you know what the canary in the coal mine is going to be? is uh, the Silent Hill 2 remake because that's another Konami remake that the most iconic game in that series, you know, uh, one of the most ridiculously, you know, uh, I don't know, fan worshipped horror games and Bloober teams are making that for some fucking reason. And like that's, they're saying one of our most respected franchises ever, the most respected game in one of our most respected franchises, this will be the level of care that we put into the remake. Mm -hmm. So seeing how that turns out, I think is going to be a great indication of what we should expect with Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. But uh, either way. Very excited to see it. Delta, Snake Eater, down. Cool. Uh, So interesting, weird. Oh, wait, you want to go? Yeah, keep rolling. Keep rolling, yeah, okay. Liz. Yeah, so we got a couple new trailers for uh, things we already know about, like Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. Um, and Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed, actually, okay. And Street Fighter. So Let- those are all coming up. Yes. Relatively soon. Did we? Yeah. Did we have a Mirage trailer already? Did I miss that one? Uh, I don't I think remember this is the first it. I've seen of it. Yeah. I, guess, I mean, there are announcement trailers and stuff. I There's, guess maybe I just haven't. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's yeah, pause on that are, one I for mean, a second. There's been news about it like it's not you know, yeah it's, not news. it's a known <laughs> entity but i don't know if we've seen a trailer yet but because so. yeah. how did like, how did we know what the aesthetic was and all of that because they talked about it remember when do you remember that one showcase where they announced like every metal or every assassin's creed game they're like hey we have six assassin's creed games in development right now mirage yeah. was the first one of those six i will say i'm not really an assassin's creed fan anymore i played like one through three and then kind of like just was like I'm not into it anymore. Um, this actually looks a lot like those first two games, and that is kind of intriguing to me. Like I don't know, I don't know what it is. Do but we some... just love the same foods over and over? Kind again? of. Like, are we just freaking? Are we just nostalgia whores? Like <laughs> no, but it's also like sometimes a series like, and I think this kind of happened to to Resident Evil a little bit too. Like it has a certain identity. And then at some point, like, yeah. the game sort of happens and it sort of switches. And, yep. like, you know, then you start having this sort of... 
action adventure. Yeah, that was Resident Evil 4, 5, 6. It changes in the way that you don't want. And then it changes, but it changes and like that game is good. So then they keep doing that and then all of a sudden you realize you've moved so far from your original conception. Totally. You get tired from about like... Totally. I mean, totally. I I can almost remember the very first, I think I, like the very first Assassin's Creed trailer and how like hype it was to be an actual assassin running and escaping like that. mm -hmm. That's what everyone was like. It's like the new Prince of Persia. Like that that, was the sentiment. That whole thrill and it's just i mean it's difficult to hold up after all these years but like you know you don't have that anymore and this did feel honestly it looked like Ezio in Altair's outfit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot like of a the movements, dude like and... the stabby stab. I was, and there was part of me that's like, this feels more familiar than Viking girl with an axe. And I'm, you know, and no shade to that, but I'm just saying it's just a different thing, you know. I, I, I mean, I played a, I think all, yeah, of, them? all of them. Yeah, this <laughs> one, even yeah. doing the new ones. Um, and it, it, it kind of looked pretty similar too. Mm, yeah, the like, thing it looks very similar to Origins. Yeah, and like even some of the movements and the fighting, and like I was like, oh yeah, this is probably gonna be this, this part. I don't think it's gonna be that different from what's been coming. It's, yeah, it's okay. definitely like both art direction and it looks like gameplay very similar to the Assassin's Creeds that are very familiar to the majority of the audiences that played Assassin's Creed. Um, but it is interesting. I didn't catch this, but it says that PlayStation revealed a new feature called Assassin's Focus, which lets you mark and yes. assassinate several oh, yeah. targets in a row. That happens. Remember. That was in the trailer. It, like, uh, sort of I didn't this, even see uh, that. Like, silhouette sort of ghosty like shadows of, um, of him in front of the people. It, didn't they call that like uh, Eagle Vision or something? No, that's something. New. I mean, you, there was like sort of mini versions of that where you could like highlight like three people and you could go like assassinate them like quickly mm. in succession so it's not... the, i think the biggest thing for me that could get it back to the roots that skirbo's talking about um it's just sort of like narrowing the scope yeah. like i'm gonna say a little but by them it's like narrow it a lot yeah it's you like, know be the game it, that it was before like I mean, it doesn't other, it doesn't need to the be brotherhood the ships but not even that it's like the game, like Origins and Valhalla, these are massive action adventure games. They don't need to be this sprawling thing to still be Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You can get all of that from a sc- smaller landscape and then get back to sort of like more yeah. driven assassination. Like you can totally. narrow that boat. gameplay. I don't want to boat and I don't want to like be out leveled it. Like anything that I've heard about the later games like Origins and, and Valhalla and all this stuff is like, yeah. you know, these like, you know, you have to level up to a certain thing and, like, your like enemies are just, like, sponges and you can't fight certain ones because yeah. you're not high enough and all this stuff. It, and any even vague sentiment of that, I'm like, I'm not in for that. Like, that's just not me. You know what yeah, I mean? They, they, they have, like, a mechanic where you can't just assassinate anybody. Like, there's people of a certain level and if you, if they out-level you significantly, then they can you fight back. assassinate them. Like, yeah. it'll only do a, a certain See, percentage. I liked how in Assassin's Creed, like, like, one and two and three, it was, like, it leaned way more on stealth where it's like you yeah. could do whatever. It's just, there were more complex situations that you had to figure out. And then they would introduce like set pieces when you would go do like the key assassinations and like that stuff. I really liked. So it's, this is, yeah. You, you, you. Oh, it's, I mean, it just changed into like, yeah, uh, these are, now. these are good games. Like if you sit down and play it, they're fun, but mm-hmm. it's not what it, it was. And it's sort of a little bit more generic for everyone type of yeah. thing. Yeah. So I can't really, so, yeah, I kind of my last thought there is, so we don't the trailer looked good i thought the look graphics good. look good yeah. fighting looked good but it's like which game is it it's, i think it's still a little hard to tell yeah. Yeah. i can't really put my finger on why it felt more homey to me but it did interesting know. he looked like i mean that was the old costume yeah, almost right. like all tires for sure so this is interesting uh 
It's going to be released on Xbox Series S, uh, X and S, Xbox One, PlayStation 5 and 4, PC, and Amazon Luna. Yeah. Well, hmm. this, this is Ubisoft. They need to get money from wherever they can. Uh, I see. I guess that makes sense. So it's coming out October 12th. Something else is coming out in October. What was that? That was the horror Alan game. Wake 2. Alan Wake 2. There we go. Dude, I'm stoked that transition, on that. Guys. That looked really, really cool. I worked really hard on that one. Did you tee that up? That was all part of the team. Very nice. Thank Very you. nice. I tried. Uh, yeah. Alan Wake 2, I was like really stoked I right away Alan... I recognized his voice and I was like that that's what this it's, is yeah. it's interesting is it a detective I don't about Alan Wake except for that you play it and I recognize it right away I'm yeah like, oh, this is gonna be <laughs> should I should I I mean you're never gonna play it yeah I know. no don't but play it I... don't say it <laughs> but is Alan Wake 1 I mean if it is educational purposes wise like is it really is it groundbreaking there's is a like... there's a remastered version on PS5 no the game's not gonna light your head on fire oh, okay. I remember so I like when I bought my Xbox 360, I literally got it to play Alan Wake. Like that was why I bought that console. It wasn't Halo, it wasn't any of that stuff. It was it was to play Alan Wake. I was like that stoked about it. And it was interesting at the time. What about it was so like stoking to you? Well, it's Remedy, and I really like Remedy, and that was kind of like the that game really kind of made me fall in love with Remedy, mm. and I I just liked the horror sort of like vibe to it. And also that game like, came out at a time when I was so I went to school for journalism and I was very much into like writing and that was like part of my identity at the time. And that game is about Alan Wake is a writer who's in the process of writing a horror novel that it begins to unfold around him. And much of the story is told through his own narration of his own story. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's this very cool way of telling a story. And frankly, the combat is just so cool. Like the way that you fight stuff in that game is like, they're all like enemies come at you and they're shrouded in this darkness. So you have to shine your flashlight on them to like peel the darkness off of them. And then once it like cracks, then you can like shoot them. It's, it's this really interesting, Mm. sort of like back and forth and there's like a dodge mechanic and you have to like manage the amount of batteries that you have for your flashlight and stuff it's really weird but i don't know i i had a lot of love for that game and this one looks way like it's leaning way more into horror and i love that i don't know i'm i'm excited to get back into that world again cool i'm trying to pick out what else you got liz um do you have any thoughts or I want to mention anything about Final Fantasy 16? I know you're very excited for the game. And yeah. And hoping not to see anything new. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely still my my next most excited game for sure. But And I really didn't need to see another trailer. I mean, this right. trailer was amazing. Like, it really looked so cool. That From what I've seen, I didn't watch the last showcase and or the last trailer. Uh, but this one had a lot more of the uh, icons. icons fighting, mm-hmm. and those scenes look freaking great. They it's look like, really it's good. like uh, what is, it's like ga- uh, kaiju kind of shit. Like yeah. about it, dude. I'm Phoenix there. flying around and shooting missiles. Like yeah. what? I'm like I'm really really down for that. There's a lot of that in the other trailers. Yeah. I tried to not pay attention to anything that they were actually saying because I don't want to digest any of the story yet. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I don't really want to know any of that. I didn't watch the last one because like I know that that was more about like this is how the game works. I don't want to know how the game works. Yeah. I don't need any of that. Like I just want to. I want to go through the tutorial fresh. Exactly. <laughs> like let me let me experience the magic of unfolding how this game plays. You yeah. know. So. But the, but not for nothing, that trailer was fucking awesome. Like, continues to look amazing. So one of the other ones that came out was that was also like I have never played the first one, but Alex, I know you caught it pretty much immediately, and then Justin, you finished it off with oh, Dragon Dogs, a uh, Dragon's Dogma two. Oh yeah, 
That and was it a nice is, surprise. I mean, so like all I know about Dra- and like from somebody who heard it from you and then watched trailers and saw some gameplay, the the first game looked very cool, very complex, and it's like fighting style, being able to like control multiple players and like position them on the battlefield. Is that true? It's, it's a it's less complicated than it thinks because they're just doing their own thing. Like you don't control them or place them. Like you oh, can sort of like give them instructions if I think, mm-hmm. but they're pretty much just members of mm-hmm. your team that are just going off and doing AI stuff. Okay. Yeah. You're controlling your character and you're doing just like awesome, either warrior stuff or magic, or it's just a much more gritty grounded sort of fantasy world yeah. where you're jumping on like Cyclopses and stabbing them in the head while the rest of your guys are, uh, you know, and you, your whole team consists of other players that you pull from, other characters that you pull from other players, like consoles. And oh, other really? Games. Yeah, they're they're pawns. They're called. They're pulled from their game, and you can kind of hire them to be part of your party. Oh, that's kind of cool. This one looked fun, like super phenomenal, and it's funny because yeah. like we were talking about like the like ultra real realistic fantasy, and then we started like a lot of the other stuff that we were seeing was like kind of like uh, we were talking about like kind of Fortnite, like you know, uh, like live service kind of games and whatever. This one, it felt very. It was like I don't know. Like Marwin level high fantasy, very like. That's that's why it was read to real. be as very like yeah. uh, Western, you know. Yeah. But it's but it's Capcom, yeah. so it, that's also kind of cool because it's like it's like Western aesthetics, like Western fantasy aesthetics, but like Japanese developer yeah. like kind of precision. There's which no I, like anime flavor to it. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, it's a little hard to describe. Like why I'm trying to picture. What did you play it on? The first one. Uh, good question. Probably Xbox 360. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely 360. It, it like I'm trying to compare it to The Witcher in terms of like, that's what fantasy, it looks like. Yeah, for sure. But there's something different about it, and it's hard to like grasp like why it's it's like different. If it's, I was, it's almost like fantasy. I assumed it was a little like I don't know, devilish, demon sort of occulty. It's, yeah. it's yeah. very like mythical creature, dragon, yeah. griffin. Like the, like dragons are talking um, to you type stuff. Okay. The gigantic freaking dragon was like the. It's like the final boss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's it's it's interesting because like how do you really pin how this game plays? It yeah. almost reminds me Okay, the, here's my here's my weird beep, 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 <laughs> description. It it's it plays sort of similar to like a Dragon Age game. Like remember when we played Dragon Age Inquisition oh, or like that's a what I was or like about. a BioWare style game? It's yeah. like sort of like that, but it also has kind of a heavy hand in like Shadow of the Colossus, Monster Hunter type stuff. It's really weird. Mm. And then the yeah, the mechanic with the pawns. I remember that was probably the biggest concern to me when I played the first game cuz it was it's very confusing. It's it like I was under the impression that the game is a multiplayer game. It is not a multiplayer game. It is a single player game that like if you and I were playing, you could like upload the the character that you are and like I can download that character like into my game. Like default with tree passes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly right. Exactly I for, right. I for, I don't I forget if you can I don't know if you upload your person or if you upload your pawns the, well, that is, you equip. Is that it? I thought you uploaded your person. I'm going to look at it. I could be crazy. I, you know what? It's just been too long. I, yeah, I didn't play it long enough to really like master the mechanics, but I do remember that like there, there is stuff going on in that game. I remember the magic being particularly awesome. Yeah. And, and like you climb on these creatures and like Shadow of the Classic style hit weak points and things like that. It's really, really cool. You'd like it. Um, and that's like something I Yeah. Yeah. Is it, yeah. Like, is, it, is it something where you think we need to play the first one? 
No. Uh, I don't think there's any good know. way to play the first one, to be honest with you. That's like, that's, that's what killed me with the first game, because I played it on PS3. Like, the, there's like an, there was, like, Dragon's Dogma, and then there was, like, this, like... Expansion. Expansion called Darker Risen that was supposed to be, like, the better version. And I played that one, and... It just ran. I mean, we're talking about like being pissed when games don't run at 60. This game wasn't even running at like 30. It was bad. And it was like so challenging to like get past that barrier, especially because like the high action scenes, like when you're fighting these big monsters, is like the best part. And that's when the game ran the Chugs. worst. Yeah. I don't know what the experience was on uh, 360, but on PS3, it was absolutely abhorrent. It was well, terrible. There was no release date, and this was the reveal trailer. So yeah. Maybe in between the time now yeah. and when it comes we'll, out, they we'll will learn. watch some sort of remaster. <laughs> I'm stoked for that. On all platforms. And so, Capcom's been murdering it. So, like, I, I have all the faith in the world that that game's going to be, stu- like, really good. Yeah. So, the pawn system works like this. And thank you, GameFAQs, and some people on here five years ago to talk about it. Uh, it says, after you start the game, you get to summon or create your companion, a pawn, and they will gain experience and level up with you just as you would expect. You can change their classes, vacation, wherever, uh, whenever you like to provide you enough discipline points, earn blah, blah, blah. Each time you sleep at an inn or rest, uh, rest at a camp, uh, a current copy of your pawn is uploaded to the server. Uh, this copy is then available in the Rift for other players to right. download and use in their game. You're right, yeah. And I, I only remember that because it's like they go off and if they help someone else... They like, come back with you, something? You can leave them with like a little gift to give to like the person that helped them out. That's or cute as they'll, fuck. They'll, get, like, they'll get little... There's like experience. There's some sort of meter there going on. Um, and it's like... I, I really enjoyed the way you actually got them. You went into this sort of like weird mystical realm and they would rift they would walk out of the fog and you can go up to talk to talk and talk to them and see their abilities and what they have and they're all different yeah Yeah, because they're all created by other players it was kind of like yeah yeah, like this middle world of just and they would just pass around you could just like find and and i don't mean different just from looking but they are different but they'll have different combination of skills yeah that's super cool Uh, like you'll find like a battle mage one or like just a healer or like a whatever that's super cool and you can yeah. have up to three at any time. I or think something? you can have three. I think it's you and your three pawns. I th- yeah, I think so. I um, love that. That looks awesome. That so sounds you, amazing. Yeah. So you get your crew, and you you know you want to bring like, you know, if you'll bring the archer and the healer and the the tank or whatever, just to compliment whoever you yeah. choose to be, of course. Yeah. But it it ends up being really like, I don't know. It's it seems like crunchy. It, it seems cool because crunchy. it's like you can play with different party styles, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Because, like, these characters are just transient, right? Like, they're only with you for a little while yeah. or whatever. So, it's like, if you're like, okay, let's let's try a different, you know, yeah. comp and see what happens, you know? I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I think it yeah. famously didn't have fast travel when it first came out, and they added Brutal. it later. Big fan. It was it was <laughs> tough. You, had, you, you ran a long way, and then you died. You had to go all the way back. It took I, a while. Dude, oh, my God. I for, Yes. I know... I I, wow. I completely quit this game, and I didn't play it. Yeah. Like I stopped. I was like, I'm never playing this game again. That sucked. Yeah. And then I just blew. Like I pushed past that, and then, you, like you just unlocked yeah. a memory where I did that exact thing where I went some ridiculous distance. And when I died, I like I reloaded the save and I looked at it and I was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I think that was my that was my breaking point. No, no mount. It. Yeah. yeah. No mounts. No not well at least not at the beginning. I, I don't think there are mounts, but yeah. it's like you just had to run everywhere. Wow, yeah, I forgot about that. Dude, that Star game, Ocean. there's no way like, you could beat that so game. I was so far, and I was in like the last dungeon, and I just couldn't 
beat the enemies and i was like i'm yeah <laughs> i remember exactly I saved, my save file got corrupted and that's when Ooh. i was like i had a backup one but it was like you know i remember exactly i remember exactly where i got to in star Wars until the end of the time i i liked that game a lot the blue yeah, hair? I, I really liked that game like, Fa- i was all about the story amazing combat system like yeah. the characters were all cool was that the playstation 2 playstation 2 game yeah, yeah with the the music was amazing really big pants oh. guy with like the and he had blue hair but he yeah, was wearing on the, a no sleep like shirt the sword like yeah. this yeah. on the cover i also yeah. played that game and didn't beat it it's, so well, it's I mean, it literally is yeah. till the good. end of time. It yeah. is the longest RPG ever. I'm pretty sure it's like plus 200 hours base. Good transition here. Uh, something else that I actually am a little interested in, when say excited, is the new Grand Blue game. I'm not sure how many Grand Blue games came out beforehand. I do love the style of Grand, uh, Grand Blue, but it does feel like the most JRPG, bullshitty JRPG ever. But then when I saw this, and when I say that, I'm like watching the anime and I'm like this is literally JRPG in an anime form um, but then this shows up and it looks actually pretty cool if I can get that story and I can get these characters because the art style looks fantastic and it's like everything I would want from like a medieval fantasy RPG that's not Final Fantasy would be down so that's I'm interested comes out uh, later this year, winter twenty twenty three. A lot of twenty twenty three release dates. I feel like. They did have twenty twenty. All they did was talk about twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four, and I don't think anything. No, there's, I mean, there's a couple like we just talked about Dragon's Dogma, like that just had a, it was a reveal. Right, and then the other ones were not. They didn't have anything. I feel like a, it's a little. It's starting to get a little late in the game to say just twenty twenty three. Like if we yeah. don't get more specifics of the next two months, we're halfway you're, there. You're a twenty twenty four game. Let's yeah. be real. Like yeah. let's be real. What, right? Fall twenty twenty three doesn't mean anything to you. I mean, the year that's not that far away. I know. That's like four, over. five months like, of years. Five months. Like, like that means it's within the next six yeah. months. Summer twenty twenty three. It's like come on. Like six what? months out. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is happening in twenty days. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, they did say they were going to focus on some VR games to add to our PlayStation VR library. So there's a couple there that were not so... I mean, a lot of um, shooters that I feel like were not particularly excited. I really like that one. The like the black and white colorful one. The oh. Synapse? The one that looks- Synapse. Synapse. Yeah, right. yeah, that's right. That was, on a, that was a trailer that we saw a couple weeks, months ago at the other yeah. PlayStation PSVR whatever. And most of those didn't look good, but this one was there. Yes, this one does look cool, like a nice combination of you're sort of gliding, shooting, and using uh, some kind of magic hands, telekinesis. Alex loves a magic hand. I you love know? my magic hands. <laughs> but it's funny, during this trailer, not only did I notice how much the hands took up space on the screen, especially yes. during actions, how much backwards running you're doing to make sure that you can do the motions and then attack the the creature versus like... It's just an interesting, different art style, I guess. When you're doing first-person magic versus first, first, first-person shooting, you know? Yeah, it, and it was. And magic. Yeah, it was like moving. Was there magic too? Because there was a lot of moving things around, like with the, like telekinesis. Oh, type I'm things. sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Oh. I think I'm thinking of uh, the the ghost wire-y kind of magic game. This was oh, a yeah. VR game. This is right. You're right. You're right. This is totally that's something different. else. That yeah. looked cool too, but uh, it did look cool. that was Avium, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Speaking of the VR games, though, that one did sound the black and white one um, did seem nice. Synapse, yeah. uh, I would be down. However, I I don't have a PSVR two, but my question to you, Skirbo, is would yes. you get a PSVR two to try Resident Evil four in VR? No, but, <laughs> it did, but it does look really cool. It does look it really does cool. like it, if someday, I someday you'll get a PlayStation VR. Facebook the, the last PSVR that I got was gifted by Alex, which I was very uh, happy about, and. I don't know. I like. 
I'm still just not sold on VR in general. That's a different conversation. But if I had one, I would totally play sure. this because yeah. it really and, does look super cool. I think we're finally getting to a point. Like, there's been some really great VR games. I, I don't know. It's just a trailer too. But like, I'm so sick of shaky guns and like yeah. the hands not looking right and mm-hmm. it. Things are, sort of things are things yeah. are starting to look a little Thank smoother, you. a little nicer to play, a little bit more like impactful, you know, less yeah. like it's a it's literally a PC mouse with like a hand wrapped around it, you know, just yeah. jerking around. Yeah. You know what I think it is? I think they're starting to recognize that people will play towards the game mechanics that allow for the move. So what I'm saying is like on a controller just turning, there's a level of like sensitivity, right? In this case, I feel like if you move your hand too quickly, the game will read that, but then show you that it's not going to move as fast as you want it to. So then suddenly you're making these movements and you're, I guess you're feeling the, the, the slowness that they want you to be moving in. I feel like maybe, it, I think it's, it's sort of honing that in over time. Because if like, it's not, you're literally seeing shaky yeah. hands all the time. It, it could also be just that the controllers are like tracking you way better than be the trailers yeah. of old, you know? It, yeah. I think it's a combination of better technology, both in the, the sensors and the controllers yeah. and just their understanding of like what makes sense in a game. Like, how do we make this so the hands don't move and the players don't feel like they want to vomit every five seconds? Well, so, I think also with Resident Evil 4 too, like, I mean, just the way that the world looked was like, okay, they're definitely dealing with like a higher level of definition than we've had with previous yeah, headsets. Yeah, like, it really does look sharp and but super, super nice. Have we solved the problem for nausea. moving and nausea? Like, because it was blinking at one point where you were just zapping to locations and that worked for me. But then now I see a lot of these VR games being fully fledged, moving like you have a controller in your hand and you're moving forward, left, right, so on and so forth. A lot of it has to do with like how it's designed. Like you can, there's a reason why. Like if you turn your head and there's, it's like the motion blur we see in games. Like if it, if there's a certain amount or lack of motion blur, that will make you feel sick no matter what. Yeah. So yeah. there's a certain way that you can design around it yeah but, i think with ps5 too the foveated yeah. rendering i think helps a lot because yes. now it's like the only thing that's in focus is the thing that you're looking at yeah. so it's like that's i don't know yes, i feel like that right. probably helps a lot i do think maybe one day and this is coming from a recommendation from my sister having a rating that on the crit rate website that shows like a nausea meter would be kind of cool if everybody <laughs> could talk about it like that i don't know but yeah. I don't know maybe how that would work. Specifically for VR games. Yeah, maybe. I feel like that's first-person shooter. Really those. True. I feel like some first-person shooter, like Call of Duty. I, I actually lost. Well, during college, which was like ten years ago, when the first Call of Duty started getting like really fucking popular, um, that game made me really sick. I, like, I went to the hallway. Uh, Dude, that was like fifteen years ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. College was like 15 years That's ago. That's what I'm saying. Oh my God. What's wrong? No. <laughs> no. I'm 35. Anyway. Yeah. Who I, I remember going existential to... crisis on this <laughs> podcast. Welcome everyone. I just remember walking out to the hallway and just vomiting. <laughs> it yeah. was so bad. Yikes. Yeah, I had a very hard time with. I didn't play any first person game like ever for because it made me. I played. I tried playing Portal one time. That was that was peak, rough. Yeah, I get peak it. Nausea. Yeah. Oh my god. That's I reasonable. went out. And I was like, yeah. I did beat. Yeah. Portal's so good with that. It's like you're going. You get sometimes you get stuck in a loop and you're like, whoa. <laughs> you're just, like you're going through it. It's almost a point. Like they're. Yeah. It's like yeah. they mess around with it almost. And I had but, to yeah. like sort of slowly work my way into being able to play a first person game. And I started. Yeah. I think with it. I started on small screen. Small screen helps. Actually. Yeah. 
I can see that. And like worked my way up to a big. That's pretty funny. Eventually, <laughs> sort of your training screen. Yeah, yeah like acclimated my brain to be able yeah. to to handle it a little better. Well, what, part of what that is is uh, field of view. That yes. was probably the biggest uh, improvement. Like, I don't think I've ever really been sick by a first person shooter. I really hate the way that some move. Prey in particular was like that game just moves very weird. Well, it's like too fast. Like there's, it needs like some kind of acceleration on it. I would say Gears of War also had this like head bob that was like crazy yeah. bad, and that was yeah. a third person. The yeah, head yeah. bob that in a lot of games that kind of like I think that messed with people. That's why they have those settings now to turn yeah, off head bob. They say that the because I did a lot of research into it to try to get over it to play <laughs> certain games, and uh, they call it like simulation sickness, and they say that. Uh, People that fly like drones can sometimes get a similar feeling. So yeah, like, dude, I want one of those FPVs so bad. It's when you're in the it's the smaller like screen helps because if you're looking at a large screen and your brain kind of thinks you're moving but your body is not moving. That's yeah, like that's motion. The, yeah, yeah. The nausea. So then if you have it's like reading so that's the car. Why, like if you adjust the field of view, if you like move to a smaller screen, you can do these things to sort of and then. I, it's like at its peak in VR, really, yeah. because it's your whole field of view, and yeah. then you really get the feeling that your body, your brain, really gets confused. That yeah, VR has absolutely made me sick before, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, it's dude, the opposite of being car sick. There is why you like when you're like sitting in a car and nothing is moving but your body. It is. Right. That's interesting. Confused. It's yeah. like there's the one where you're sitting in the back seat of a truck and you're playing the 3DS and just vomiting everywhere, and yeah. then the other yes. way is when the truck's not moving but you're you think you're moving the entire time. Dude, that was like if you're in a car, if you're sitting in the front seat, it's the best way to help with car sickness because that way your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Even in VR, that stuff still doesn't work. I remember when I had the PSVR for, uh, for PS4, uh, I tried playing Wipeout because they like had this they made this big deal of right. Wipeout. Be- no, no, absolutely Dude, not. I, I, like, I, and playing- I love that game, and I would like to experience that game in any way that I can. Absolutely not. So hard pass on the that. racing games are interesting because I actually don't get too much. I don't get too much sickness in racing games per se until you look to the side. Mm. And then my brain doesn't register. My eyes roll them back in my skull. Apparently, uh, Gran Turismo 7 in PSVR 2 is amazing. I would bet that... I think you're right that... Uh, I forgot about that feature that that it's really focusing on your eyeballs where yeah. you're looking. Right. Like, then you're looking out the window and it blurs... You know, it'll just be much more uh, realistic. So you're not looking over here and then things are just shifting, which I'm getting Carson <clears throat> just thinking about. Yeah. Because um, I'm, I'm pretty... I don't really have an issue with first-person shooters... But I've had some rough experiences. Yeah. Some games are just so poorly designed. There was, there was like some, it was some of the early PSVR games. Oh, so bad. So there was bad. like a tank game that they gave me for free or something like that. And I remember playing it and you're like, oh, cool. Oh, tank yeah. game. It's like a Tron tank game. And I instantly started moving. I was like, well, the- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was so bad. I've, I've said this on the podcast before, but it, there's a game where you <laughs> you teleport wherever you're looking um, but then, so now you're standing on the ceiling looking down at an enemy and you also shoot from where you're looking. So it's like, you're looking to move, then look, and then you're shooting and you're upside down and you're like, Oh my God. Uh, and oh, it, I mean, brutal. it was brutal. Oh. <sighs> well, bring it back to PSVR yep. too. Oh yeah. I think what we really needed in this showcase, the fact that they were like headlining it as like, this is a thing I think is very much needed because the buzz around PSVR two has been pretty light. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to see Resident Evil 4. There was also that game, uh, Arizona Sunrise 2, which who knew there was a first one? Yeah. Um, but the actual game, I mean, just what was happening seemed kind of interesting. I don't know if it's it, a game changer. But... Did it feel like a little bit more serious? Of, like it's a Borderlands feel 
but a little bit. Nah, I mean, I was like, more like Fallouty. It was like the humor, I guess, was, I was a little like getting a little Dead Rising, like a little like slapsticky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like slapping with yeah, the zombie that's arms. True. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It was, uh, but I Dead, don't know. Dead Island, yeah, yeah. It it reminded me of Dead Island just in the level of like gore that we were dealing with. But I don't know. It seemed like it was performing well on the platform. So it's like, all right, cool. You know, sure. Why not? Like, why not? I don't know what the first one is, which is why, right? Like, we're taking it back a little bit. But yeah, uh, seemed cool. Why not? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Most of the VR stuff that I saw was again still not sold on VR. Maybe maybe it really just comes down to just trying it. Maybe if the PSVR, maybe if I got the PSVR two, six hundred bucks. Yeah, I was about to say what a what a barrier. Yeah, you want to buy uh, another yeah, PlayStation the, Five? The takeaway is that the the games technically looked like an improvement from yeah. what we were seeing before. So certainly more to look forward to. Like if you had that platform, games like Synapse and Resident Evil Four, I think are like not ne- they don't. I don't get killer app sense from any of this stuff yet, but just like if I had it, I would like to play those games. And you know, revolutionary too. We saw no human faces, no smiling faces putting True. on a VR headset. Alex's pet peeve and of being any like, PSVR. Whoa. Any VR ad can't have it. Alex will. I'm in VR. <laughs> yeah. This is what I look like. Yeah. <laughs> That's not what you look like. You look way worse. I, I wish, hate it. <laughs> imagine if there was like honest trailers where we're showing yeah. that. Like, this is what I look like. And it just shows a guy in his underwear just like flailing around in a dark room. Dude, I went back into like some of our tweets from back in the day. And there's one of people playing VR at PAX. I know. And you're on peak gaming on yeah. it. I was like, this is great. Yeah. Uh, this is great. All right. Yeah. Hit us with the next game, Liz. Well, the next is not a game, but I'm curious to know what you uh, all think about the Gran Turismo trailer movie trailer. oh yeah oh, that's I'm, cool i'm stoked on that i'm I mean, like yeah, i'm I ready to see that anything really about it before this so <laughs> i'm intrigued i like cars at the same time <laughs> the grantor i mean based on a true story Chow's probably more of a fan than I am. Yeah, you would think that, I but really know this side of it. I haven't played so. Grand Turismo Six I, much. I think I've discovered that I weirdly like racing games. Like I don't, I would never identify myself as like a racing game player, but I, I do. Like, yeah. I do enjoy racing games. Um, I don't know. I think it looks really cool. I think what what's piquing my interest with this is more so just to see the continued progression of like uh, Sony Studios. Like making this sort of uh, what are they, they called? There's a word for this, cross media ventures or whatever crossovers. No, it's, I think it's literally called cross media, where it's like they're taking yeah. video games and making them other versions of media. Oh, Transmedia, that's what it's called. So I'm interested to see how all of these properties are starting. To, I mean, we look at the other stuff that they released, right? We had Uncharted, which I haven't watched Uncharted yet, but what I have come to understand was everyone had very low expectations of it, but it's actually like not bad it was fine yeah Yeah. like better than you'd think which is fine is better than you think it would be great then you've got then you've got last of us banger and it's like okay and now we're looking at gran turismo and twisted metal whenever that comes out um so i'm kind of like yeah and the the trailer looks good to me so i don't know i'm excited to watch it i like the way the concept that they're going like the true story path um my bar is still very low but uh I do think it's, it's a interesting. Bit less of like a video game movie. Yeah, I feel like it's sort of like it's like, like Battleship. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's taking two audiences and hoping that it hits both. You know, it's like the gaming audience plus the car audience. That's it's a good like, way to yeah. you know, like when I, yeah, it's like okay, I like 
I mean, do I like car movies, racing movies? Uh, sure, of course. I mean, who doesn't like Fast and the Furious, right? Ferrari versus Ford. Right. I mean, great movie. I like that movie a lot. Love there it Fast is. Right. Exactly. But imagine, and then imagine if it just has a, like a, a beginning part where it's just like, oh yeah, your main character, really good at video games. That's why he's here. And you're like, okay, well, I also play video games and I like cars. Yeah, there's so, part of me that believes that it it will transcend the video game audience. I hope, yeah. maybe. Because, I mean, Grand Truth was the real thing. Right? Who's the director? Yeah. Who wrote this? It's a great like, question. There's, is it We can kind of... Yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. It's actually a pretty <laughs> star-studded cast. Yeah. Of, uh, an actual race? No? Uh, let's oh. Actually, isn't the Grand Turismo an actual yes. race? Yeah. Yes. What? It's like calling a video game like the Indy 500 or something. So the director is Neil Blomkamp, which is a real director. He did District 9. Yeah. Best thing he's ever done. Everything else has kind of been worse than that. But District 9 was solid. I like District 9. District 9 was great. Elysium was okay. I liked Elysium. Yeah, right? Like yeah. it was, but I guess he did a District 10, Chappie. Like these are all sort of like, ugh, yeah. not well, as They were great. like mid, you know, pretty mid. Yeah, so. Yeah. But go with the. I feel like people actually work <laughs> on a lot more projects than we realize, though. Like I feel like even good directors you'll hear about. Like I was listening to some. It's going to be a bad reference because I don't remember any of the projects. But uh, an interview with um, James Gunn. He's like, yeah, I worked on this and I worked on, oh, the Scooby-Doo movies. What? Yeah. (laughs) So Gran Turismo, according to ContinentalAutosports.com, Gran Turismo means Grand Tour in Italian. In non-automotive context, a Grand Tour is traditionally a cultural tour around Europe. It's fitting then in the context of vehicles, a uh, Grand Tourer is a model that meant to comfortably and powerfully uh, be comfortable and powerful over long distances. Well, I th- I think so it's not necessarily... Well, I think that that's why in the game you're racing in racetracks all across the world. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... Grand Tour. Yeah. That makes sense. So based on true story, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see it. Like I would go to a theater and see it. Like That's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I'm ex- I guess I'm expecting Uncharted level. Uh hoping for more but that's my mind that's sort of my, my it just jumps if, there what half of it i mean it has uh orlando bloom in it right? oh yeah and, yeah uh, which is like a weird pull <laughs> right and, um, what's his face from stranger things yeah the, the kid the, the, the sheriff the sheriff oh yeah. yeah i like him what's his name yeah he's funny david harbour there you go yeah. wow. i do like him good call I always remember it because it sounds like Hopper. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds very similar he, to his character. He's enjoyable. I he yeah, he's been he's everywhere great. lately. Right, he's yeah. he's he's good. He's killing it. I really don't know what he's gonna be in this movie though. He's the coach. Yeah, but like at the same time it's like I don't know. I've seen a big you name actor. The first trailer. The first trailer okay. has a lot more. That was yeah. a better trailer. The first one. Yeah, the yeah. first trailer was better than this yeah. one. This I one just, was just kind of generic. Was very little information. And if you did not watch the first trailer, which I, I did not. I had no idea. What after the after the podcast, let's watch the trailer. I think yeah. you guys will be yeah. into it. When I see uh, great actors purchased for kind of video gamey and or literally any type of other type of like you know, uh, I don't know, movie that's based on a thing, I feel like it's always phoned in. Like, I always feel like it is phoned in. I do hear you. I will say that David Harbaugh, Harbaugh, Hopper, and Harbaugh, Harbaugh, and uh, Orlando Bloom, probably not A-list actors at this point, um, and he... Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't classify them as like, yeah. oh, what a really great, talented actor. Yeah. And and Hopper has been, he just, 
he does tons of stuff. Like he's Hellboy. You know, he's yeah. the new Hellboy. Yeah. Like he's in everything. Uh, yeah. So I, I would, I'm okay with him here. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. I would reserve judgment too because it doesn't. This it doesn't. Did you watch the first trailer? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a game movie. It like, feels like yeah, you're gonna ga- be lucky games for, are like the, okay, are the dressing. For, it's yeah. not. It's not a video game movie. Well, but, it moved my floor from a. I'm expecting this to be a like a four or five movie out of ten. Yeah. And it moved it up to a floor of like a. I guess these are a six or a seven now. Yeah. Like, and then I hope for more. But yeah, yeah. That's sort of where I'm looking for this thing. Yeah. That's cool. Liz, what do we got next? Uh, next, we're, we're at the end. Actually, that's not true. There was also um, that random game. What was it called? Concord. Oh, yeah. That. Oh. Let's not talk about that because it's like yeah. there was nothing to talk about, and I hate trailers like that. And it was very. I just. I thought it was very odd that it was like one of the last things they mentioned you'd think they'd be sort of like building up to something or they'd use like i don't know they'd yeah. put something of any kind of yeah. substance towards the end yeah like, it came right before gran turismo so i thought like and it's mm. firewalk studios which is like a new playstation studio so it's like we like beyond beyond the trailer not trailer. showing us anything we can't even assume what the game is because we don't we've never seen the studio do anything yeah so like that sucks it, so sony good conference that was a bad call we, we also <laughs> should not forget the the weird hardware announcement of q and uh Probably and the headphones you. oh yeah, yeah right. the headphones yeah. are a fascinating like a really interesting uh product to make but it makes sense too if you're going to be if you're going to create like a portable device it's like how are you I mean, I'm not sure if it's going to have a headphone jack, but it makes sense to want to have I like, can't, I, a handheld plus. It's like what the iPhone did with uh, when they got rid of the, the jacks. They came out with AirPods. With the headphones, I'm just very skeptical because there's no way they're better than over-the-ear headphones for like surround sound and all that. Like right, Those headphones, you have to have the like adapter. Yeah, correct. So if yeah. there was a... If, if, if it was just pure Bluetooth, Bluetooth yes, yeah. then yeah. it would be a significant improvement over having to have... like. We moved recently, and Jason misplaced the adapter, and I was like, "These were very expensive headphones, and they were they are literally like a fucking paperweight now. Like, yeah. there's nothing I can do to make this work." I bet you, if like, you like message Sony, they might be able to search I, it out. I mean, I looked on the website, and there's no way to purchase the adapter by itself. Hmm. So I would have had to like go through customer service, Facebook like, Marketplace. One. Like, I, can you buy the shittiest one you can find on Facebook Marketplace right. and just take the adapter from that? Yeah, and I don't know if they are universal. Like, I don't know. Right, I not, yeah. Uh, I, I have I, to I, imagine that they are. I got mm. to a point where the options Unique were per? like, you know, message Sony and try and figure this out, or Jason, you better freaking find this adapter. Yeah. He did find it. Okay, good. 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 I, I can see like the the earbuds are a little bit like less cumbersome like pop them out on a bus or a train or something and just like pop them in. Yeah, mm. particularly if you're gonna you know pair it with an a portable device. Yeah. That's yeah. really what you want over... But, it, yeah. It just looked like... I mean, cool thing. It looked like a Switch or a Wii U or something, right. you know? It's like, like it literally... Looks like a Switch. It looks like a PlayStation 5 controller split in half and the Switch screen is in the middle. That's right. exactly it. I just... Yeah, it's it so weird. It's like... It's yeah. just so wild to me it's because so, the, 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 the important thing to consider is that you're not playing anything natively on it. It is a remote. Oh, play yeah. That's what exactly what I was about to say is like That's you're not taking this out of the house, right? You're not yeah. you're not accessing your PlayStation unless you're on the same Wi-Fi network. Otherwise, and also, and we mentioned I I mentioned this in passing at the end of one of our podcasts. It wasn't actually recorded. But we were talking about like what is who's actually it, the use case for? for this. Yeah. Well, and there's part of me that's like, I want to use something like that because I like I like the backbone a lot, but I don't like the fact that I have to 
plug my phone into it. Take it out. So of to case. have a dedicated device would be cool. But the problem is, is you can only have one game active on your PS5 at any time. So like, suppose I wanted to play like Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster uh, portably, and then when I come and sit down, I want to play, you know, whatever my big game yeah, is. Survivor. Yeah, right. It's like I can't do that. But if they release a PS5 Pro, then I'll have two PS5s in the house, and it, all bets are off. Justin, you are. Are you not going to buy a PS5 Pro when it comes up? I would. And are you going to return your PS5? Am I going to buy? Am I going to buy this weird uh, Switch PlayStation thing? Personally, no. <laughs> like I, I feel like there's no point. There's no time where I'm away from my PlayStation and want to play the PlayStation. I could just go to the PlayStation. I feel that. I'm How? Definitely not going to keep my launch PlayStation Five if I get it. But then you could sit That's down. That's true. Except for I, I get, yeah, I did give my, I gave away my old PlayStation Four when I got the Pro. Yeah, to a friend. I, yeah, I, I, mm. I still have my PS4 Pro. Actually, you know my, I still have my, Pro you know my too. stock PS4. Mike Potts has, and there's still a, and, there, oh, and, yeah. and PT's still on that. Why would you give that? Unless to him? he deleted it. Well, because I, I was able to transfer it to my Pro, so I still have PT. Oh, Whoop. wow, good for you. How much? Oh yeah, there was, a, yeah. there was a very like. Here's the step-by-step guide not to lose PT when you get a Dude, control. I was so nervous when that was happening. <laughs> How much um, do you think it is, the controller thing? It, I can't imagine it's going to be anything less than like 250 yeah. 250 probably, something probably like that. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. Well, then you think, how Which much was so that much Elite controller? 100 bucks. Oh, wait, the Elite controller? Yeah. 200 Yeah. So oh, if that is man. 200 with the screen, with the whatever, I can only imagine it's probably going to be somewhere a, in the a, ballpark a, of like... A quick, a quick note. $200 to play. A quick note on the DualSense Edge. Frankly, can't live without it at this point. It, it, I, honestly, I, it's fantastic. I cannot I go it. back to a normal it. controller. It's, I'm telling you, I was... I, when I heard like back paddles and stuff, I was you like... It? It's... Yeah. It's an unbelievable controller. And I'm not not even trying to shill. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm saying from a functional gameplay standpoint, I thought the paddles were a crazy idea. And I'm like, I don't understand the function of this. I don't think my brain can wrap my head around it. It is such an upgrade. It literally changes the way that you play games in like you become so much more efficient in games and just the flexibility to change everything on on the fly is unreal. It is a straight upgrade Does and it it's not to like, like make me bitter at first person shooters or something like that it has nothing to do with that it's all about had, comfort and accessibility oh my god it's I amazing like uh it was it was a gift for my family they all like went out i guess i guess how i didn't realize how expensive it was yeah so yeah it was a gift for like four people but i never really thought i needed it when they got it for me i was like yeah i mean i guess i'll use it for like overwatch or something um but i was like i don't know i'm not a big first person shooter so i don't feel like i don't need it but once I sort of re- once it was playing Harry Potter and having to use Revelio, that was yep. like, this is so clutch. To yeah, be able to use the paddles for this instead I, of having to claw. I, you know what it feels like, like though? Button. And there's always some button in a game that is inconvenient to get to. Exactly. And no, then you can just you just remove that that one yeah. layer of un- I mean, I know it's blasphemy. I but I'm gonna keep mentioning it. I play Breath of the, or uh, Tears of the Kingdom on that, and it is a revolution it is so much better playing on that it's unbelievable yeah and when i picked up tears of the kingdom on my switch as i was playing and i was like man i wish i had these <laughs> but like that was exactly the feeling that i had the second i picked was, up the pro controller i was like oh <laughs> like, yeah, it was this this is lacking the first 30 minutes i was like mm, i miss my battles yeah <laughs> i don't know there's something about that like, day that day i got the adapter to change it and ne- i could not go back it's just there's something about turbo mode on controllers back in the day that made me feel like it wasn't the intended experience and in a weird way like i still feel like 
these and not to mention it is so expensive but like at 250 dollars yeah that sounds like a nice 200 dollars it would be a nice birthday present but at the same time it's like i think about it and i'm like i have four controllers and do i really need i got it because i sold two of my controllers yeah i like facebook marketplace no i just brought them to gamestop they had some kind of promo thing going so i was like what'd you get for it What's that? How much you get for each of the fridge controllers? Like thirty-five bucks a piece. Oh, okay, they're like going that. for fifty bucks on Facebook. I mean, so. you're, you're talking to a guy that back in the Halo three days, I had that octopus attachment controller. Yeah, yeah, that I was supposed to be for um, <clears throat> disabled. It was like yeah, it was like a disa- yeah. like an accessibility type of controller. Yeah, but gamers ended up using that for like competitive Halo. Yeah, so you can press all the buttons without moving any of your hands, right. any yeah. of your hands, any of your fingers. Yeah, I mean that's originally the purpose. Like, and I have the Elite the controller. You guys got it for yeah. me, yeah. and it's like. I would love to use that um, if I had it, mm. if I had the money for it right now. I do. Wanna, I would not use it for Zelda. That's my. That's sort of my. my I, I get that it's a best decision. I totally get it. But I'm totally down for like. I understand the functionality of it and the accessibility of it. Yeah, it. it's if just like remo- a... remove the idea of Zelda from it and just think like you're playing a game and like dark souls right you're playing dark souls and it's like or elden ring and it's like okay you're definitely i know you're holding down circle with your index finger i know you are and it's like that sucks imagine if you never had to do that yeah you just you just don't you're you're just free you're free your finger will not hurt anymore (laughs) that's you that weird side index finger callus gone (laughs) don't have to worry about it anymore what i like it's surprising that it it kind of hasn't made its way into like now that I've used it, it's kind of surprising it has me into normal controllers. It it's funny that it's like I think the perception of it is still like the oh I'm an elite FPS player and like I need this to like throw grenades in a weird which, way or yeah, something. Which you, you totally don't. It's like and definitely developers run into the issue constantly where they're like, okay, we don't have enough buttons. We don't have yeah. yeah the way that your fingers are positioned. You don't you can't use you can only use your thumbs for so many buttons that you need to be pressing at the yeah. you got the touchpad using the other wasn't the other, you have all these vacant fingers on the back yeah. of your hand mm-hmm. didn't the vita or the psp like i had buttons on the back the, and it's it like there's too many buttons. these are too many buttons well the, on the vita it's a it's a touchpad on the back and they yeah, don't work a well bizarre thing they right. don't work well it was that it didn't work well because there's no there's <laughs> right. a tactile oh, well, yeah. nature yeah. to it i mean this thing like i love what what back do you use the paddles or the little half moons uh, i use the paddles Okay, I use the half moons. I love the half moons because they're kind of like not in my way when I don't need them. And the, I can kind of like. I think the jump main issue that yeah. they're running into with controllers, it's like, would I want paddles on there? Yes. Would I want that controller to be like one hundred twenty-five dollars? If that, if two hundred bucks, <laughs> like added functionality in there. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. if you if they made it the the lowest possible version, like this is the lowest common denominator. I guess they settled on. But I would, yeah, I would love to have that as a That's basic I mean. model. I just yeah. feel like they they don't. I don't need all the bells and whistles that are. Right. Like, but if you could upgrade that normal controller, and I'm with you. Like also, one button, yeah. one more button on it. Like, you, I feel like that would not break the bank, but would improve, like, the developer's ability to, you know, yeah, use yeah. it. You do have get, to, like, yeah. You also have to uh, consider, like, when the Xbox Elite controller first came out and all the f- problems that it had. Like, you can imagine any additional components and tooling and. Yeah. Whatever goes into those controllers means additional liabilities sure. and oh, for risk. Sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's already drift and shit. And yeah, right? We're already experiencing drift. I, I think this one my, is... One of my PlayStation 5 controllers has some drift on it. That, like, that was why I sold them. That was exactly why. And, it, and I was pissed because it was the blue one, and I like the blue one. 
but I was like, unacceptable. GameStop yeah. will take broken controllers or drift controllers? They won't know. They won't know. Oh, also, I, <laughs> I haven't gotten a PlayStation controller that drifts yet, which I'm happy about. Also, I have Catch a, your lucky stars. I have a black PlayStation controller that I haven't yet to open out of the box. Which yeah. I like the black one. I would black get rid good. of that one for... I like the black one. one. Yeah, black one's cool. I have two black ones and two white ones. Yeah. Do you just hiss? Is that what? Nah. Oh. I mean, I like them both, but... I like having one of each. That's my yeah. Yeah. Should we uh, get to our last game? Yeah. Talk about that. Oh, yeah. Let's that, was another, that was another head fake. They like oh, wait, head there's, I mean, all right. Oh, quick honorable, honorable mention. Um, what you call it? Uh, <clears throat> Night in the Woods. Those guys came up with a new game. What's it called? Revenant Hill. Not sure oh, if yeah. Anybody's played that game? I don't think it's... Well, Finji is making that. I don't think it's Night in the Woods. People. Uh, it just looks very similar. It says... It says Land of the Woods? Well, I mean, the IGN says, and I'm not sure if they're the authority, it's like, here's the next game from the creators of Night in the Woods. Oh, there Revenant you go. Hill. Revenant Hill. There it is. Cool. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> cool. Yes. I'm not a story story game, man. I, I usually like my odd artsy kind of game here and there. I can do arts. Yeah. When it's just story and I'm just talking to people... I get so I I get like frustrated and antsy. I'm like, yeah, I gotta go. Yeah, yeah. no, there's a lot of. <laughs> this is not a game. Have you ever yeah. tried? Uh, What's it called? Uh, Valhalla Night Bar. What is that called? Uh, yeah, Valhalla uh, Cyberpunk Bartender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just talking to people and making Disco Elysium. No, no, no. It's, oh. oh, it's literally called Valhalla. You, yeah, Valhalla. Oh. You don't. No. All right, yeah. the music's great though. That's more of a dating sim. Is it? Sort no, of. It's not. Kind of. No. It's nurturing relationships with people. There's no relationship bar. It kind of is. I thought they just come in and like <laughs> you just hear their stories and make them a drink and yeah, that's how you like unlock their stories. You like develop a, a narrative with them. Blah 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 uh, blah. Um. So yeah, final game, Spider-Man Two. Yeah. Expected because it's like that's the next big you know PlayStation first party game that we've been waiting it to did, hear something. But about. blown away. It did not. Fake out trailer. It did not look like it at first. Yeah. 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 But it was the, the reveal of the. Yeah, yes, jung- exactly. jungle-themed yeah. Turok. We were like, Turok? <laughs> I didn't know you were here. Yeah, yeah. Guy oh, yeah. with giant shoulders for no reason. I was very disappointed that it was Turok. <laughs> I'm still realizing that that was not the case. <laughs> yes. The reveal of Craven, who's going to be, I guess, What's, either the main bad guy or one of the main bad guys. Is I don't he know. called Craven the Manhunter? Uh, is that his? I think it's just Craven the Hunter. The Hunter? <laughs> yeah. So the big reveal in it was that uh, you have the Venom suit. Yeah, the black suit. That, yeah, that the Peter symbiote the suit. suit. Looks yes. so cool. And you symbiote. saw some gameplay with that, which looked bad. It, it looks so, so dope. Good. It looks so good. It also looks way more cinematic through battles than the previous one. Like there's like you're doing moves and like the camera angles would change. I feel like that was pretty. It was uh, it was similar to the previous game, but a lot of the moves that we saw were all new. Like yeah. he's never done those things before, which is very very cool yeah. to see. Well, it was good to see the because they had the venom suit. There was a whole like you could very interestingly open up his move sets and change a lot of that. So yeah, that was nice to see. Very very cool. And then like so, next big reveal was the quick switch to Miles, which was so cool. And this yeah. is what I was mentioning before, where it was like it makes me really happy that this is like a PS5 exclusive game because like that exact scenario, I imagine that transition is going to happen really quickly. And like, that's to PS5. Load the city. You know yeah. what I mean? That's, that's that zero load time, yeah. brand new environment, so, instantly type shit. Like, yeah, yeah I'm game how, for that. How that operated. Could you do that at any time? Cause it kind of looked like it was a, uh, like three miles, take yeah. it from here. Yeah. You know, yeah. 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 that was definitely a set piece we were watching. Right. So I, it, right. I think the assumption is that you should be able to do that whenever yeah, when you're exploring. Yeah, I'm but, assuming 
during the story and during certain story moments, there are missions that they do together Yeah, where you have to switch back and forth and that they each have their own story missions that you can play as and that when you're in the open world, you can probably yeah. like, decide switch. and switch back and forth yeah. between them. And some of the stuff that Maz was doing, whoa. Like, amazing yeah. slingshot move, wingsuits flying yeah. through the city. The, like, yes. think, Yeah, I, they've definitely leveled up both characters, and you saw a lot of, like, new sort of moves and opportunities like, in the, the combat the, and in the, in the uh, yeah. like... Aerials, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There weren't a lot of... Um, there weren't a lot of complaints about the first game, but I know that some people felt like it wasn't fast enough when you're yeah. swinging around. And... Problem uh, solved. Looks, <laughs> looks like, yeah. I mean, the, the you moment, are moving. The yeah. moment... Moving as Miles. Miles moved. Yeah, they showed you like speed lines. <laughs> They're yeah. like, this is way faster. And I, 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 I really did not have a problem with that. Oh, I, I, I mean, didn't question yeah, it either. Surprising. It didn't have the same. Like I remember, this is nostalgia talking to, but in the old the PS two one, yeah, yeah. Um, two. You're, I mean, you're moving. It feels like you're moving pretty like snappy. You got the slingshot thing. You're like, ba 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 ba. Um, that might just maybe be, you're right because the other one, I, yeah, even yeah, when you're like. Even when you're bouncing on top of, well, even when you're bouncing off of the tip of like um, water towers and like corners of buildings, like you were trying, it always felt like you were trying to get faster. But it did. I would say, like maybe it did yeah, feel like you, you kind hit of the had a speed cap. The, yeah. The um the the, the PS kind of the, the PS two one yeah. had a mechanic where like when you hit the bottom of your swing, yeah. it like boosted it when like you accelerate. Yeah. You accelerate, so you really felt like you were gaining speed after every successful. Uh, swing. maneuver swing yeah. that's true and this one sort of like you hit a building square on you don't lose your swing you sort yeah. of just slide off there was sort of just there was a very the, cool the sense of flow to it though like the, the pulling yes you know, it had all those mechanics and like you i don't know i felt like that was sort of part of the part of the game like yeah. part of the gamification was you're probably right up your traversal abilities to I, increase your speed and i, I like you got like the roll to jump yeah i totally forgot about that point and there was all of those um missions in the first game that was like Hitting all of you know, get to all of these points, whatever. Like racing missions, get to all these points in thirty seconds. Oh my god! Like, yeah, so hard. And that yeah. was not a, the part. Yeah, oh, god, that would be forever. That was annoying. <laughs> but it, I'm with you. Like I didn't. Did I notice that it was different? Yes, but it didn't bother me. Like I thought the speed was fine. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm pumped about how this is gonna work. We didn't really see that much traversal with, uh, Peter, which right. is cool. Like, I just love what they're doing with him. I got a very prototype vibe yeah. from like his move set so I'm, it'd be interesting to see like what they do with it because they're just going crazy with it it's not just like spider-man in a black suit doing spider-man things it's yeah. like he's doing symbiotes yeah, his so, character totally. is like, slowing special abilities too yeah. when he like you know yeah. shot his symbiote yeah. thing and all four of those guys that was great yeah and his much, character is definitely morphing into something that will probably be I don't know we're making jokes about it it's, yeah he's definitely gonna is he going to be the bad guy eventually? I mean, Miles is like, that's not Spider-Man. Maybe well, like a mid-boss, like a mid-game boss or something. Yeah, that Spawn probably turns into something separate. Well, and then, I don't think that's going to be, I, that's, I, that's the end of the game. You're, maybe it's so, like he separates and it's, yeah. stuff, and it's like, okay, Dr. Connor was in it, so it's like, all right, you're going to be, Spider-Man can't be the bad guy. Like that's happening and trying to save him, but at the same time, you're also going to fight him while, uh, you know, while you're battling the Kraven at the same time. And then, all the while, Peter is getting more and more evil, and so finally, that's the last boss that you're going to defeat. Is I'm sorry. Do you are you developing the game? <laughs> I, 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 I would. Are you a writer? Story, right? I would. Well, I would hope that it doesn't take that long to develop. I sort of see that as a midpoint yeah. where Spider-Man and more, you fight Venom, Venom at the exactly end. Yeah, right. where where they pull the Venom off, it hits Brock or whoever they want. Maybe they'll maybe they'll put it on Craven. Who knows? But like, it'll be a different type of villain. If Brock is at any point in the game. 
then that's the third yeah, game. If right. yeah. it's not in the game, then that's the third game. <laughs> or they or they make like they True. put it on someone I else. I mean, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, because I it would be a just personally it would be a little annoying to have like, Pete like oh why is Peter being like so angsty the yeah. whole yeah, game? That's, that's pretty expected. Like, and but and in the first lot. trailer yeah. we did see Venom Venom. Like that's we saw true. regular Spider-Man and Miles looking uh, at Venom. True. Venom. That's so true. I totally forgot about so that. So that's that's there. But most of like. Most of what we saw in this trailer was we got a lot of combat and the combat was amazing, but we saw a lot of set pieces and these set pieces I feel like are severely leveled up. They from look what we so saw before. good. It, it looked like I was watching a movie. Yeah. It's really like it's gotten like it got me thinking that like this really is sort of like the strong suit that Sony finds themselves yeah, in. They make right. these amazing yeah. set pieces happen yeah. and it's just like it's one of the most amazing like things to see. When movies and games start to like really blend together. It I've that's something I've been noticing recently, actually, that I'm impressed at how much of an impact those moments have because they're a lot of those moments don't have to do anything with gameplay. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's sort of like there's a there's a like some small amount. Yeah. There's a piece of it, but like there is a scene. It's not your normal mechanics that you're doing. Yeah, exactly. And I, so it's like, why would that mean something? But it does like there's right. there is one particular set piece in Jedi Survivor where. Like, I was like, what the hell's happening? And it's like, I'm literally getting goosebumps at how cool it is. Yeah. Like, it's just so Star Wars. Sometimes you want that. Like, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you want the control to be taken out because you just want to see something cool on the screen. Yeah. It's just like the, like, bridge of a song. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, sort of, suddenly. The crescendo comes and, like, different power chords. It doesn't really have anything to do with the rest of the song, but somehow it's so critical and makes the song yeah better. yeah <laughs> and I, I think they've been doing and maybe because the technology is better and they have the hardware to do it but like those moments in games i'm noticing them more and more and more where they're really satisfying yeah, yeah they for are. sure like if you did not have a, a powerful console behind those things there would be so much sort of lag and frame yeah. rate dropping like there was so much going on at the screen at one time so yeah. what justin was saying before <laughs> it being the playstation 5 there's yeah. a good chance that we're actually going to be seeing all of the actual potential that the PlayStation yeah. 5 has yeah. to offer. Finally. That's what we get now. That's okay. what we get now. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. It only That's took three years. Just like, yo, that would be a lot of frame rate dropping. Yeah. <laughs> this, was this was on Switch. <laughs> oh. There was just so... Dude, yeah, so Zelda many, is... So many man, it's... Man. Maybe it's because Zelda was came out so far long ago, but like, man, those frame... It's like... It hurts sometimes. It's Maybe holding yeah. its own as best it can, and I'm <laughs> I'm impressed at how well it's doing, yeah, given what it's doing, given what, what I'm it, looking yeah, at. Right. But there are times where you're like, "Yep, there, yep." Go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. We don't have to talk about Zelda. Yeah, it's getting late, but still. Yeah. So that was the PlayStation Showcase, <laughs> pretty much the equivalent of what PlayStation's E3 conference was going to be. Next up, we have Xbox on June 11th. They have a lot trying to save their life. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see what comes of that. Phil Spencer definitely watched that showcase. He's got like rings under his eyes. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's interesting though because like Justin, you were even mentioning like the the glimpse that you had into the um, into like Twitter or whatever. People are very like back and forth, mixed. You said, yeah. It seems a bit mixed. It seems like some people thought it was like a banger and some people were like eh, it's pretty mid i mean honestly i think objectively speaking metal gear is huge yeah i think uh that spider-man trailer was unreal even yeah. though we knew spider-man was coming that was like really really awesome to see yeah. marathon was a nice one of those treat trailers to sort of cement the yeah, yeah. Knowing, excitement and like the confidence yeah <laughs> knowing marathons out in the world is cool i think that uh that phantom blade game is certainly a big like 
intrigue yeah. point. Ghost Runner 2 looked um, good. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff. Helldivers, Splatoon I think, is probably... I, Helldivers I, is probably the biggest... Outside of Metal Gear, Helldivers is the biggest surprise for me. When I was, like, very amped for that. probably most excited... And we're Okay, out of everything that showed up, Spider-Man 2, I feel like I'm excited about that because it just it just looks like a really good game. But, like, the weird ones that I feel like I find myself really interested in, Helldivers 2... And Dragon Dogma too. Yeah, I haven't played the first yeah, one, but like those two are probably my favorite so far. Yeah, I mean, I just think this trail, this showcase had kind of exactly what a I want. A little bit for from... everyone. No, yeah, no. Of... I mean, I think <laughs> I think it had what I want out of like a direct out of any showcase. It's like surprise me with something weird, some new IP. Right. Like show me something I'm expecting, but it's like a big game. Show me some indie game, some indie titles. I mean, they kind of gave you those three or four surprise things that were interesting filled the time with other interesting cool games that you were expecting and like i don't know i thought it was pretty well balanced and I feel, yeah i feel like it covered a lot of like a large like breadth of yeah things, yeah know? it was like a lot of triple a a lot of indie uh, racing fight like you know it had all, sort of like a, a little bit of a, uh, for everybody yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what i'm sorry i was just like his eyes are rolling back can you hear my eyes rolling <laughs> Yeah, so it was, it was very cool. Lots to look forward to. More to look forward to soon. Yeah. A lot of end of the year. All right. We'll wrap up for now. So until next time, thank you, everybody, for listening. Check out uh, critrate.io to get your gaming profile and find some game recommendations. And until next time, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Justin. And thank you, Liz. Justin. And we'll, <laughs> and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.